0: Read the next chapter! Read the next chapter! Chapter 48 On the Tale of the Rat. Have you ever had hold of the tail of a rat? At best, it is an unpleasant sensation. Scared and cold, similar to holding on to a small and narrow snake. At worst, when you are dependent upon the rat for your survival, and when a part of you is certain that you are being led nowhere except your death. It is a hideous sensation, indeed, to have nothing but a rat's tail to cling to. Nonetheless, Despero held on to Botticelli Remorso, and the rat led him deeper and deeper into the dungeon. Despero's eyes had by this point adjusted quite well to the darkness though it would have been better if they had not for the things that he saw made him shiver and shake what did he see he saw that the floor of the dungeon was littered with tufts of fur knots of red thread and the skeletons of mice everywhere there were tiny white bones glowing in the darkness. And he saw in the dungeon tunnels through which Botticelli led him, the bones of human beings too, grinning skulls and delicate finger bones rising up out of the darkness, pointing to, sort of, to some truth best left unspoken. Despero closed his eyes, but it didn't help. He saw as if his eyes were still open wide, the bones, the tufts of hair, the knots of thread, the despair. (laughs) Ha, 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 exactly, Botticelli laughed as he negotiated the twists and turns. Oh, yes, exactly. If what was in front of Despero was too horrible to contemplate, What followed behind him was perhaps even worse. Rats, a happy, hungry, vengeful parade of rats, their noses up in the air, sniffing, sniffing. Mouse, sang out one rat joyfully. Oh yes, mouse, agreed another. But something else too. Soup, called out another rat. "'Yes, soup,' the others agreed. "'Blood,' sang a rat. "'Blood,' they all agreed together. And then they sang, "'Here, mousy, mousy, mousy. "'Here, little mouse.' Botticelli called out to the other rats. "'Mine,' he said. "'This little treasure is all mine, gentlemen and ladies.' Please, I beg you, do not infringe upon my discovery. Mr. Remorso, said Despero. He turned and looked behind him and saw the rats, their red eyes and their smiling mouths. He closed his eyes again, and he kept them closed. Mr. Remorso, he shouted. Yes, said Botticelli. Mr. Remorso, said Despero. And he was crying now. He couldn't help it. Please, the princess. Tears, shouted the rats. We smell tears, mousy we do. Please, shouted Despero. Little friend, said Botticelli. Little Despero Tilling. I promised you, and I will keep my promise. The rat stopped. Look ahead of you, he said. What do you see? Despero opened his eyes. Light, he said. Exactly, said Botticelli. Light. Chapter 49 What do you want, Midgery Sound? Again, reader, we must go backward before we go forward. We must consider for a moment what had occurred with the rat and the serving girl and the princess down in the dungeon before Despero made his way to them. What happened was this. Roscuro led the pea and Midge deep into the dungeon to a hidden chamber. And there he directed Midge to put the princess in chains. Gore said Midge. She's going to have a hard time learning her lessons if she's all chained up like. Do as I say, said Ruskier. Maybe, said Midge, before I lock her up, her and me could switch outfits so we could start in already with her being me and me being a princess. Oh, yes, said Ruskier. Certainly a wonderful idea, Miss Midgley. Princess, take off your crown and give it to the serving girl. The pea sighed and took off her crown and handed it to Midge. And Midge put it on, and it slid immediately right down her small head and came to a rest quite painfully on her poor, abused ears. It's a biggish thing, she said and painful-like. Well, well, said ruskin How do I look? Midge asked, smiling at him. Ridiculous, he said. Laughable. Midge stood, blinking back tears. You mean I don't look like a princess? She said to the rat. I mean, said Roscaro, that you will never look like a princess, no matter how big a crown you put on your tiny head. You look exactly like the fool you are, and always will be. Now make yourself useful, and chain the princess up. Dress-up time is over. Midge sniffed, and wiped her eyes, and then bent to look at the pile of chains and locks on the floor. And now, princess, he said, I'm afraid that the time for your truth has arrived. I will now tell you what your future holds. As you consigned me to the darkness, so I consign you, too, to a life spent in this dungeon. Mage looked up. Ain't she gone upstairs to be a serving maid? No, said Ruskiro. Ain't I going to be a princess then? No, said Ruskiro. But I want to be a princess. No one, said Ruskiro, cares what you want. As you know, reader, Midgery sow had heard this sentiment expressed many times in her short life. But now, in the dungeon, it hit her full force. The rat was right. No one cared what she wanted. No one had ever cared. And perhaps worst of all, no one ever would care. I want, cried Midge. Shh, said the princess. Shut up, said the rat. I want, sobbed Midge, I, I want, I want. What do you want, Midge, the princess said softly. Eh, shouted Midge. What do you want, midjury sow, the princess shouted. Don't ask her that, said Rusky Girl. Shut up, shut up. But it was too late. The words had been said. The question at last had been asked. The world stopped spinning and all of creation held its breath, waiting to hear what it was that Midgery sow wanted. I want, said Midge. Yes, shouted the pea. I want my ma, cried Midge, into the silent, waiting world. I want my ma. Oh, said the princess. She held out her hand to Midge. Midge took hold of it. I want my mother, too, said the princess softly. And she squeezed Midge's hand. Stop it, shouted a girl. Chain her up! Chain her up! Gore, said Midge. I ain't gonna do it. You can't make me do it. I got the knife, don't I? She took the knife and held it up. You have any sense at all, said Ruskiro, and I hardly doubt that you do. You will not use that instrument on me. Without me, you will never find your way out of the dungeon, and you will starve to death, here or worse. Gore, said Midge. Then lead us out now, or I will chop you up into little rat bits. No, said Ruskiro. The princess shall stay here. In the darkness. And you, Midge, will stay with her. But I want to go upstairs, said Midge. I'm afraid that we are stuck here, Midge, shouted the princess, unless the rat has a change of heart and decides to lead us out. There will be no changes of heart, said Rusker. None. Go, oh, said Midge. She lowered the knife. And so the rat and the princess and the serving girl sat together in the dungeon. As outside the castle, the sun rose, and moved through the sky, it sank to the earth again, and night fell. They sat together until the candle had burned out and another one had to be lit. They sat together in the dungeon. They sat and sat and reader, truthfully, they might be sitting, sitting there still if a mouse had not arrived. Read the next chapter, read the next chapter, read the next chapter, read the next chapter. Chapter, chapter 50, in which the princess says his name. Princess, Desperot shouted, princess, I have come to save you. Princess P heard her name. She looked up. Despero, she whispered. And then she shouted it Despero! Reader, nothing is sweeter in this sad world than the sound of someone you love calling your name. Nothing. For Despero, the sound was worth everything. His lost tale. His trip to the dungeon and back out of it and back into it again, he ran toward the princess. But Roscuro, baring his teeth, blocked the mouse's way. The princess cried, Oh, no, rat, please, don't hurt him, he's my friend. Midge said, Don't worry, princess, I will save the meese. She took the kitchen knife, she aimed to cut off the rat's head but she missed her mark. Whoopsie, said Midgery Sal. (laughs) Chapter 51. What is that smell? (laughs) Yow! screamed Brascuro. He looked. He turned at where his tail had been, and as he did, Despero drew his needle and placed the sharp tip of it right where the rat's heart should be. ''Don't move,'' said Despero. ''I will kill you.'' ''Ha ha ha Botticelli laughed from the sidelines. ''Exactly!'' He slapped his tail on the floor in approval. ''Oh, absolutely delightful. A mouse is going to kill a rat.'' ''Oh, all of this is much better than I anticipated. I love it when mice come to the dungeon.'' ''Let me see,'' said the other rats. Pushing and shoving. Stand back, Botticelli told them, still laughing. Let the mouse do his work. Despero held the trembling needle against Roscuro's heart. The mouse knew that as a knight it was his duty to protect the princess. But would killing the rat really make the darkness go away? Despero bowed his head ever so slightly. And as he did so, his whiskers brushed against the rat's nose. Rusguero sniffed. What is that smell? He asked. Mousy blood, shouted one rat. Blood and bones, shouted another. You're smelling tears, said Botticelli. Tears and thwarted love. Exactly, said Rusguero. And yet there's something else. He sniffed again. The smell of soup crashed through his soul like a great wave bringing with it the memory of light, the chandelier, the music, the laughter, everything. All the things that were not would never, could never be available to him as a rat. Soup, moaned Roscuro, and he began to cry. Boo, shouted by by the "'Hiss!' hissed the other rats. "'Kill me,' said Rosguero. "'He fell down before Despero. "'It will never work. "'All I wanted was some light. "'That is why I brought the princess here, really, "'just for some beauty, some light of my own. "'Please,' shouted Monticelli, "'do kill him. "'He is a miserable excuse for a rat.' No, Despero, said the princess. Don't kill him. Despero lowered his needle. He turned and looked at the pea. Boo! shouted Botticelli again. Kill him! Kill him! All this goodness is making me sick. I've lost my appetite. Gore shouted Midge, waving her knife. I'll kill him! No, wait, said the princess. Ruscuro, she said to the rat. "'What?' he said. "'Tears were falling out of his eyes "'and creeping down his whiskers "'and dropping onto the dungeon floor. "'And then the princess took a deep breath "'and put a hand on her heart. "'I think, reader, that she was feeling "'the same thing that Despero had felt "'when he was faced with his father "'begging him for forgiveness.' That is, P was aware suddenly of how fragile her heart was, how much darkness was inside it, fighting always with the light. She did not like the rat. She would never like the rat. But she knew what she must do to save her own heart. And so here are the words that the princess spoke to her enemy. She said, ruskuro Would you like some soup?" The rat sniffed. "'Don't torment me,' he said. "'I promise you,' said the princess, "'that if you lead us out of here, "'I will get the cook to make you some soup, "'and you can eat it in the banquet hall.'" "'Speaking of eating!' shouted one of the rats. "'Give us the mousy!' "'Yeah!' shouted another. "'Hand over the mouse!' "'Who would want him now?' said Botticelli. "'The flavor of him will be ruined. "'Oh, that forgiveness and goodness! "'I, for one, am leaving!' "'Soup in the banquet hall,' Rusguro asked the princess. "'Yes,' said the pea. "'Really?' Truly, I promise. Gore said Midge. Soup is illegal. But soup is good, said Despero. Yes, said the pea. Isn't it? The princess bent down before the mouse. You are my knight, she said to him, with a shining needle. And I am so glad that you found me. Let's go upstairs, let's eat some soup. And reader, Uh, they uh, did. uh, uh. Read that chapter, read that chapter, read that chapter. Chapter 52, Happily Ever After." After. But the question that you want answered, I know, is, did they live happily ever after? Yes. And no. What of Rascuro? Did he live happily ever after? Well, the Princess P gave him free access to the upstairs of the castle, and he was allowed to go back and forth from the darkness of the dungeon to the light of the upstairs. But, alas, he never really belonged in either place. A sad fate, I'm afraid, of those whose hearts break "'and then mend in crooked ways. "'But the rat, in seeking forgiveness, "'did manage to shed some small light, "'some happiness, into another life. "'How? "'Roscuro, reader, told the princess "'about the prisoner "'who had once owned a red tablecloth. "'And the princess saw to it "'that the prisoner was released. "'And Roscuro led the man up out of the dungeon "'and to his daughter.' Sal. Midge, as you might have guessed, did not get to be a princess. But her father, to atone for what he had done, treated her like one for the rest of his days. And what of Despero? Did he live happily ever after? Well, he did not marry the princess, if that is what you mean by happily ever after. Even in a world as strange as this one. A mouse and a princess cannot marry. But, reader, they can be friends. And they were. Together they had many adventures. Those adventures, however, are another story. And this story, I'm afraid, must now draw to a close. But before you leave, reader, imagine this. Imagine an adoring king and a glowing princess. A serving girl with a crown on her head and a rat with a spoon on his, all gathered around a table in a banquet hall. In the middle of the table there is a great kettle of soup. Sitting in the place of honor right next to the princess is a very small mouse with big ears and peeking out from behind a dusty velvet curtain. Looking in amazement at the scene before them are four other mice. Mon dieu, look, look, says Antoinette. He lives, he lives. And he seems such the happy mouse. Forgiven, whispers Lester. Cripes, says Furlow. Unbelievable just so says the threadmaster Hobbes, smiling just so and reader it is just so isn't it the end Yay! Yay! coda do you remember when despero was in the dungeon cupped in Gregory the jailer's hand, whispering a story in the old man's ear. I would like it very much if you thought of me as a mouse telling you a story, this story, with the whole of my heart, whispering it in your ear in order to save myself from the darkness, to save you from the darkness, too. Stories are light, Gregory the jailer told Despero. Reader, I hope you have found some life here. The end.